Hello and welcome. Today's discussion surrounds the business challenges of uncovering why a business really needs an identity and access management tool. In particular, we're going to talk about why one login stands out as the leader in this industry. And join us today is uh, Rippler Kurt Phillips and Rippler James Arnold. Uh, Kurt and James, thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for Jason. Oh, thank you. For anyone unfamiliar, uh, what is an identity and access management tool? Uh, pretty much a tool that we use to, um, to give access to our employees, customers, anything like that, access to several different locations at the same time. So if you have a need to, say, manage, uh, say, 30 different locations that you need to go online or log into, Hmm. Um, it's great to have one place to do that. If you have one place to log into versus 30, it makes your life a lot simpler. So that's one thing. And it makes it, uh, the administration of it 10 times easier. Because again, there's one place you have to take care of versus 30 different locations. Some, right. of, some of these locations may have uh, only one unique login. And the one thing that you don't want to do is to give, let's say, 30 people the actual same login mm. to the website. So that's one of the good advantages of using someplace that manages all of that for you. Interesting. And so when I, when I hear identity and access management tool, it's a little, it's a mouthful, right? It's a lot to handle. And I guess it's, it's a little difficult for me to understand the difference between what you're just describing and then just a password management tool. Um, are, there, are there differences between the two? Um, yes, I mean, password, you can include password in that. Okay. Because right? um, the whole thing is to, to manage access, right? That's the biggest part in this. So, mm. yes, you can, you can manage, say, if everybody in my company had a Facebook page, they would all log in as themselves. But if my company had its own Facebook page with one login, that's one password, then you would want to have some place that you can go to and have everybody in the company log into it without actually knowing what that password is, right? And that hides, also hides the identity of who's logging in to the system. So as far as the system, Facebook knows, it's Ripple logging in, right? right? So you can manage that identity that way. Um, but in this particular case of like, let's say Facebook, it is a password login. So right, okay. So in the sense of a, a good use case would be a business that, uh, let's say, a marketing team, and there's like eight folks on the marketing team, and they all periodically at different times of the month or week or day need to access this Facebook page to either add a blog post or just share links, create events, update photographs. Different people have different priorities for why they would want to log in. Using a tool like this, they would all be authenticating themselves through the same username and password, which none of them would be able to have access to, but they would be able to log in just as anyone else would uh, and, and do their tasks and then get out without having to each individual have uh, their own username and password to manage in order to get in and do that. That is correct. And then within that password, that tool that you're using for accessing, there would be logs and auditing. So if we did need to know who made a particular change on what day, we would have access to find out who that person was. 
Okay. So there's also like reporting and tracking. So even though you're using the same, let's say essentially username and password from an administrative standpoint, you can actually track who that person is uh, and who, what they were doing. Correct. Great. Um, so, okay. I, one thing that I understand from um, these tools is that in particular ripple prefers to use uh, one login. And I'm curious if there's anything about one login that attracts either of you over some of the other tools, or just if you just feel like talking about one login as just a personal preference, I'd love to hear some feedback on that. Well, from a, a ripple standpoint, um, I think the way that they uh, approach their client base and their product uh, kind of mirrors some of the, the things that we value, which is basically creating uh, an experience that is simple and straightforward and, and not super, um, super difficult to understand or use. Um, and I, I think that um, in that regard, we're very much kind of kindred spirits. Mm. So it's very easy to use one login, that it's intuitive, it's easy to log in, it's not confusing, the user interface is, is easy to understand too, nice, beautiful images, easily organized, et cetera. Correct, yeah, and um, just as an IT admin um, and someone who's actually seen like the building of the policies and, and done some of that, I mean, from the management side too, it, it's super straightforward, super easy to use. Um, and I think one login uh, values creating an experience that isn't a headache and that, you know, encourages people to use the service. Hey, anything that is simple to use is secure and elegant to look at is a, is a win for Ripple. So I, I like that for sure. Um, just branching out into a little bit more about the, the tool itself, it is a single sign-on solution. And if, you could, if someone was hearing that for the first time, how would you answer what a single sign-on solution is? Um, it's basically, it's a, it's a single point of access for um, a business's critical apps and services. So it's a, a a portal, if you will, that will display all the different uh, applications or uh, access points that folks will need to have at an organization, like your Salesforce account, that Facebook account that Kurt was talking about, um, your mail, your contacts, calendar, any of those CRM tools, things like that. It would be displayed on a page and you could click on it and have access through that portal. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, and it helps with streamline, you know, processes and workflows a lot more smoothly. Um, they just need to go in there, click on the app and then it launches in a, in a, their web browser and, and they're good to go. It, it basically, um, negotiates the authentication for them so they don't have to worry about, you know, entering passwords, copy paste passwords. Um, the, uh, the service does that all in the back end. That's nice. So there's that simple, elegant, secure that you were talking about beforehand. <laughs> That's pretty much administrators like ourselves. We love that, right? Mm. Because uh, one of the things that a lot of people will, um, will pretty much say, uh, a lot of admins anyway, is that one of the hardest things to do is when you have uh, people that you're responsible for, let's say your employees and stuff like that, and you have to um, onboard an employee or even unfortunate in those unfortunate cases, you know, lay off an employee. Um, if your employee has access to individual accounts to log into different websites, your problem now is that when they leave, you have to change this password 
across all these apps that they've had uh, login information to. Um, in some cases, there are some, also some places that to log in, each person has their own individual account to log in. And then when they leave, then you also have to do the same thing. You onboard them or get rid of, or they leave. You have to go into these places and add a new account for them. And then when they leave, go back in there and remember to remove them. And we end up with this situation where a lot of times you, you might go into this place and look at the users and there's a bunch of users in there that no longer work for your company, mm. you know, or there's a situation where an employee got hired and they didn't have the access they needed at the time. So with a single identity manager like this is somewhere that you can go in and just add one new account for that user and then give them access to all of the apps that you already have set up in there with their own individual um, logins, either passwords, SAML, whatever type of authentication. And then there is only one place to add a new user or to remove a new user from. So mm, that's, that's excellent. Administration, great. So it simplifies it for the, you know, the employee that needs to know exactly what they should and need to have access to placing it on a one virtual you know, environment for them. And then on the other hand, you have administrators who onboarding, offboarding, and just management of, you know, activity overall becomes a lot easier because they're utilizing that portal and they have that accessibility to see what's going on. That is correct. That's great. Um, this, is all, yeah. this is all web-based. So, you know, you can access, access your one login if you have that type of work environment from anywhere. So if you have employees who work from home, if you have employees, if this is what your environment is allowed to do, they, as long as they have access to like the one login website, they can log in as themselves and get access to all of those apps. And what if, so what if a staff member just simply says, ah, I don't want to log into that portal. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't need to click on that to get into Salesforce. I'm just going to go right to salesforce.com. Well, one of the, the biggest problem with that is that the salesforce.com uh, app account that you have is, let's say in our case, is a Ripple account with mm -hmm. a Ripple login that allows us to manage it. Well, they are not going to have access to that account login information, okay. which is what makes it uh, great from an administration standpoint is because you don't have to look at your new employee and say, here's... 20 accounts that I just created for you to log into our 20 different locations. Right. The 20 different locations, you're never going to know what their login information is at all, how they connect. You're not going to know any of that. All you're going to know is that I go here, I click on that icon for Salesforce, for Facebook, for whatever you have. And it takes me right into the page, into the location that I need to go without also prompting me for another login. Right. Oh, it, so it can autofill the login information. So you never really know what that information is. So if you try to get there yourself, you're not going anywhere. So from an employee standpoint, it's actually an efficiency tool as well, because it allows you to do, you don't have to worry about, oh gosh, you know, I had to reset my password. I have to remember my password, any of that. You just need to know how to log into your portal. You click and you just get to work, which is the most, the priority. Right. And Definitely that and the big word security, yes. right? The less people you have with passwords all over that you need to worry about or keep track of, the better. And, and from a, uh, an administrative standpoint, what type of uh, connections do these tools utilize? 
we have several different kinds. There is a pretty much just straightforward, what you think of password authentication, right? Mm. So there's username and there's a password. Mm-hmm. And then some of these other websites, they have SAML integrations, which okay. are tokens on the backside, API keys on the backside that allow you to connect right into the app without needing to get to the login authentication page. That's how they kind of talk to one another. Understood. Understood. Right. Because if we can go back to one of your earlier questions about the difference between SSO and password management tools, they're just basically a repository of passwords and, you know, basically uh, servicing one individual. Uh, The way that the single sign-on works is it's a, a trust relationship between Um, the service and the organization using the single sign-on. So um, there's no longer any, any need for a password to connect to, uh, to the service. Um, And basically the single sign-on tool will negotiate that through the trust that's already been established through um, federated, uh, federated trust. Excellent. Thank you. That's, that's great. Thank you for adding that additional clarification. Um, there was an article by Trend Micro uh, that they, they just published an article that said that 80% of the U.S. Business, businesses expect a critical breach in 2019. So, very scary headline. Um, and they, what they did was they actually surveyed over 1,000 IT security professionals, and that's, that's the result. Um, they went through and listed a couple of specifics around it. And I wanted to pull one question out of it or one item in particular that I thought was interesting. And maybe you guys can relate to where one login or a, a tool like this would, would fall into place. And that's that the need is that you, there must be an improvement for the ability to protect mobile devices, information and operational technology devices and cloud infrastructure. And from what you've been saying before, it certainly sounds like one login and these types of tools falls in line with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one login also has a, a app that you can install on a tablet or mobile device. And basically, it is, uh, it is the portal um, allowing you to access all your very necessary uh, services and applications through uh, that application. Um, they also have APIs that integrate with VPN. So if um, you wanted to harden your VPN security using one login or single sign-on, you could do that. Um, they, have, they can integrate with Radius. Um, so it's more of a, you know, more integration with Wi-Fi and, and security in that aspect um, with mobile devices. Um, but yeah, by and large, uh, definitely the mobile is, is not without uh, security. That's great. Uh, so, the, so by using the, let's say the one login application on my iPad or my iPhone or my Android tablet, um, I would... Be, I would actually be able to silo my business applications away from all my personal tools. Right. That's great. Um, the, you mentioned uh, two different uh, uh, acronyms and I just wanted to take an opportunity to elaborate. You mentioned that there's a lot of, there's some APIs that are available and you also mentioned that some of the APIs allow you to VPN. Would you mind just kind of uh, extracting that a little bit further in case anyone doesn't understand what that meant? Oh, so basically, if your company has a VPN set up for you to use when you're working remotely to get into 
um, you know, their network or, you know, access uh, resources within the network while you're working remote. Um, basically, one login has ways for you to integrate that in with your VPN service so that you can use a uh, single sign-on for the VPN and, and further secure it. Oh, great. Okay. Sorry for all the acronyms. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all part of the fun. Uh, thank you for clarifying. Uh, just yep. in case anyone listening doesn't, didn't understand that completely. So if you access your desktop from, and you usually go to a portal or you have to, you know, log in, it, uh, visually, it looks like you're logging into a machine in order to log into a machine, to log into a machine, et cetera. This portal will allow you to have access to that login and get in there even uh, in a more secure level and probably an easier level because you're not having to memorize any type of username or passwords. So I wanted to ask one more question. This one's a little, might be a little bit tough, but it is known that one login was breached in 2017 after a hacker managed to gain access to one of their AWS instances. Um, and I wanted to know from you specifically, what changed about one login or what did, how did they respond to this that restored your confidence in the tool itself? Um, in my opinion, I, you know, reading about the approach that they took to, um, to remediate the breach uh, was what I, I thought was particularly interesting because I felt like um, they took a more holistic approach to, to changing uh, not only the infrastructure, but how they operate internally to make sure that um, they're doing things in a more secure fashion. Um, they, they did change the infrastructure and made uh, a few changes to how they handle their keys. They reevaluated the access that their keys had within the AWS infrastructure um, because uh, the key in question, it, it was actually able to access many different levels throughout the infrastructure and had far too much access um, than, it, than it should have had. So um, they did reevaluate the AWS keys. They also implemented uh, temporary uh, session tokens, which is basically a temporary uh, credential that you know, eventually goes away. Um, and they implemented two-factor authentication and they use YubiKeys for that, which you know, that means that you have to physically be there to actually get in. So um, there's that, but they also took an approach within their organization to kind of re, um, retool their executive uh, um, chain. And uh, they you know, employed more people with uh, a greater, greater um, skill set and were more knowledgeable in uh, the security sector. And also um, basically implemented risk modeling into uh, product development and also their own processes internally. So I think for me, I was pretty impressed with uh, the fact that they took that approach to solving the problem and saying, this isn't just an infrastructure problem. This is a, this is a person problem hmm. and this is a process problem. So a wildly productive use case of learning from an error. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's great. No, that's, Hey, look, uh, I have yet to had a uh, mistake that I didn't learn from. And I think it's pretty admirable if they can, take that to an entirely new level. Um, 
Anything else that uh, either of you would like to touch on regarding access management tools and why it's important to really consider a tool like this? Um, I know, Kurt, you mentioned in particular that just from an administrative standpoint, having to roll, dole out you know, 20 different username and passwords and trying to figure out a way to manage that in a simple and easy way is uh, a challenge in and of itself. So just by replacing that process with a portal that can just really simplify the onboarding and offboarding of, of, of staff. Um, how granular can you get with in terms of permissioning? Like, can you do things like role-based permissions, et cetera? Uh, yes. Yeah, you can. Um, a lot of it is uh, policy and, and uh, role-driven. So uh, you can control uh, each person's um, access to, to different things based on their, their their role at the company and also um, the policies that the company want uh, the access to adhere to. That's great. And one of the, the things is that, you know, traditionally people would have Active Directory, right? They have some kind of authentication in-house and stuff like that. Nowadays, uh, a lot of people are moving away from some kind of uh, Active Directory in-house or they don't even have a server in-house or anywhere anymore. Um, one login gives you the ability to still kind of uh, have a place where you can centrally manage all of your people um, and then control what they have access to, kind of like what you would do if you had Active Directory. So it's something that I would definitely highly recommend that you at least as a business have some kind of set place to centrally manage your um, users and what they have access to. And um, so that's where one of these tools would come in. There's, there are several of them, other companies that offer enterprise stuff. Mm -hmm. I would just really, we just love one login right now. And I would definitely at least advise that people at least use one of them. Right. Excellent. So if you're an organization that unfortunately is doling out endless username and passwords, do consider a, uh, access management tool uh, in order to uh, simplify how you operate within your organization from a security and just an efficiency uh, manner. Uh, Kurt and James, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, that concludes this episode. Um, I'll make sure to leave uh, links below for you to access if you want to learn more about One Login or learn more about uh, Ripple's security offering. We'll be happy to talk about that too and leave contact information as well. Um, James and Kurt, thanks again and hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. Thank you.